Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. creep on people like if I meet a new mom friend I'm gonna creep on you um my favorite podcasters I like to creep on them as well so and we, we like thought, to know who's who on our podcast and exactly where they come from and everything about them yep and so we just wanted to do this as kind of like a get to know you so mm-hmm. I'm Jenna I have two kids Ezra he is six and Peyton she just turned three but acts like she's 16 and I think she secretly <sighs> thinks she's 16 she's the greatest yeah. My husband is also part of our clan um, and he pops in and out because he works from home a lot. And let's be honest, he kind of keeps us all sane. Well, as sane as we get in this house. Um, he keeps <laughs> you all sane and me sane sometimes. Yes. And he keeps us fed. So yep. if you ever come to visit, he will give you iced coffee and a wrap, most uh, likely, or a smoothie. He, ma- so, he makes the, <laughs> best the best smoothies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am... Currently living in a small town in Virginia, outside of Richmond. So, yeah, that's... Are you in a small <laughs> town or are you in a suburb of Richmond? You're not, like... That's which one? question. Small I town. Really I don't know. You make it sound like small you're out in, Small town like- in terms of, like, there's not... Well, I guess it is growing. It is a big... There's no target city? there. No. We there have a That's Burger King right on the outskirts. That is our big thing. <laughs> oh, we do have a Walmart, and that's the hot oh, place well, to go. That's small, but that's small town. So yeah, yeah. you're small town. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I decided. Okay, so I am Janelle. I have a six-year-old named Zach and a four-year-old named Mikey, and um, I have a husband, Josh. And Josh traveled our whole marriage, and now is due to the pandemic has been home for a whole year. So we've had like a second new marriage where you have to get to learn to live with someone every day. Um, and then, so we, I grew up in suburbs of Minneapolis. I went to college in um, a city called Duluth in Minnesota. And the accent. That, <laughs> it's like as North Minnesota <laughs> as one goes. Um, that's the accent. And then I moved to Richmond two years ago where I met Jenna. Now we are we were going to build literally in Jenna's backyard because a lot opened up behind her and we were gonna start a creepy commune. And then my husband got transferred to Chicago. So in wow, wow. three weeks, I know. Actually, it's four weeks now. Um, in four weeks, we will be transferring to Chicago as a, as a gang. And we will be trying to hold them here and crying our eyes out. <laughs> but that's exactly what kind of, and that brings us to a good point of why we started the podcast. Because mm-hmm. when I found out I was moving to Chicago, my first, I mean, first I was sad that my dream house wasn't going to happen in my dream neighborhood. And then my second thought was, oh my God, Jenna has been such a bit. So Jenna and I both share deceased parents and we don't share parents, but we both feel like our parents were gone 
too early and we were too young to lose our parents. And so we bonded over that, which we'll touch back on. But when I found out that I was going to have to move, I immediately thought, oh my God, what if I lose touch with Jenna? Because Mm -hmm. she has been the biggest support to me in this 18 months since I lost my dad. And so (laughs) this is my favorite part. So Jenna and I decided we were going to write a grief book because we feel very strongly about helping other people. And Mm -hmm. we both realized that there might be people out there that don't have anyone that knows what grief is like when you're in your early 30s or late 20s like Jenna was. Um, To lose a parent is kind of devastating. It's devastating across the board, but it's extra Mm -hmm. devastating when you have young babies. And we talked and talked and said, what could we do to help other people who might not have this support? So then we were going to write a book. Then we realized we were not qualified to write a book in any way. And who has the time to sit down and and write a book? You have a college degree at least. So like that's That's some qualification, right? Um, And so then we decided we were going to start a grief podcast because we have time to podcast. We can take an hour here or there to talk about stuff. But we realized in talking to my, I was talking to my husband. I was like, Jenna and I are going to start a grief podcast, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, why do you need to start a brief podcast? And I said, well, no one talks about this. And he said, well, you and Jenna are good friends because you talk about things that no one talks about across Mm -hmm. the board. And I was like, oh, you're right. And he goes, and here's the other thing I don't understand. Like you guys are stay at home moms. You don't have an HR department. You can literally talk about whatever you want to whomever you want at any given time. And you Mm -hmm. don't because you play by this weird set of mom rules. What if you did a podcast where you kind of just like threw all that out the window and talked about things that moms don't want to talk about. And here we are. So also, I think I came to you and said, you're moving. I started freaking out. I went on Facebook and tried (laughs) to find other friends. So during this pandemic- You're trying to replace me so quickly. Right? (laughs) No. During this pandemic, we have kind of agreed to bubble together. And we Mm -hmm. have both stayed home, kept our kids from- going places. And we have been full disclosure with each other. Hey, my kids had to go to the dentist. Hey, I ran into Target and let each other assess our level of comfort. And it has been great. But then I started freaking out and I was like, my kids aren't going to have anyone to play with. And so I started asking my friends like, Hey, do you know anyone else who's kind of doing what we're doing that I can form a new bubble? No, 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 no. So then I go on to Facebook and I find this group that I'm in that none of my other friends are in. And I like post on there and I'm all nervous to do it. And I'm just like, Hey, is anyone else still staying home with kids? Basically like, are your kids still surviving? Am I ruining my kids by bubbling them? And if our bubble leaves and there were so many responses of people that were like, I'm so glad you asked this because we're in the same situation, but I'm not brave enough to ask for um, people to bubble with, but we're staying home. I wish I could find somebody. And unfortunately, they all lived other places. So I started telling Janelle this. And I was like, all these women are basically saying that they've been hiding this and these feelings and these hard feelings. Like, why? I thought I was completely alone. And I had so many responses on this post. And so then we started getting into it. And she kept saying podcasts. And I'm just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And then I was like, okay, let's really do this. Like, (laughs) at first I was a little like, (laughs) No, I was never letting you get out of it. I brought up that we were going to do a podcast. And Jenna was like, ha ha ha. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I just ordered a microphone. 
But like yeah. literally 20 minutes later after I told her we were going to start a podcast, I ordered a microphone and I think she felt like she couldn't. <laughs> well, and so I, and so then I tell my husband and next thing I know, my husband has all this stuff ordered because he knows anything hard. My first instinct is to run. And so he's Which like, is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, so and that's been, one of the things I love about our podcast is that you and I are so alike on so many weird mm-hmm. things, but we're also super duper different in yeah. a lot of our like core fundamental ways right. of being like you're a flight. I'm a fight. Yes. You're like a little bit more nervous about certain things. And I'm a little mm-hmm. bit less nervous. You like pre-plan everything and you love organizing. And I kind of yeah. love chaos and like nuttiness and having no plans and flying right. by the seat of my pants and like feeding my kids, whatever food is like, we had Starbucks for lunch two days in a <laughs> row. And yeah. We and I will say like, plan. even like We grew up completely different, but it works and there's no judgment, but I think it's just really cool. Like, because we both bring so much to the table as well as we have so many core values that are the same. Yeah. And you, I was thinking about that today, even I was like thinking of new episodes. We've already recorded some episodes and we don't know where Mm -hmm. this episode will fall in terms of where those episodes are. But I was like, Jenna had a super tight, wonderful relationship with her mom. I didn't Mm -hmm. have the same thing. So like we could talk, like, I want to talk about all of that in this podcast. I want to talk about, we love talking about, like we've done episodes on mental health. We've done episodes on um, cosmetic procedures. We've done episodes Mm -hmm. on grief. We've done, I want to do an episode on having a super present nurturing mom versus not. I want to do like, we have so many things that we align on. Jenna and I both are homeschooling. We've chosen to kind of pod during the pandemic. We're both vegans. Um, but we have a lot of things that we even don't know about each other that we've kind of tried to save. Mm-hmm. For, like once we started getting to it, I was like, I don't want to know what your religions are, your <laughs> religious preferences are. Cause we'll talk about it on the podcast because we yeah. have a super serious hope for this. That is if we can open up talking about mental health and talking about some of the cringier stuff that when it comes to our kids' generation, if they hear parents able to talk about things and women able to talk about things and women to lift each other up, that yes. our kids will see that as the norm instead of us, like us still conforming to some previous society rule. Exactly. As well as like, I want my kids to be able to not only talk about these topics in terms of themselves, but know how to converse with others in a kind, gentle, loving way. Because I think our society is so keen on perfection and making everything appear perfect and orderly and neat that when we bring up uncomfortable topics, sometimes it can get uncomfortable. And I want my kids to know how to respond to people with love and acceptance. Um, And I think that that is like a really big thing because there's been times I know Janelle and I have. Um, talked about just one-on-one in our own personal lives. When we've brought up our parents passing, we've gotten a variety of answers. And the ones that stick with us tend to be those ones that are just like, you know what, that sucks versus the ones that are just these blanket answers. And I want my kids to know how to talk to people about everything. And if they're, if they choose to get married, that one day their spouse is dealing with it. If their spouse is dealing with one of these issues that they will know how to talk to them and how to help them. So one of the things that is really important to us is that we also, we don't care if this podcast, we've said this from the beginning, if one Mm -hmm. person 
takes away something from this and feels less alone, then we have done our job. And I think that that comes on the heels of the pandemic that we are fingers crossed coming out of now. Um, But we, Jenna and I have taken it really seriously. Maybe some might say too seriously, but Mm -hmm. we have chosen our path and it has gone against a lot of societal norms and something in that you would think going against the, um, the normal flow would kind of wear you down, but something in us making the choices we knew were right for our family empowered us in a way that it told me like, I'm the mom, I know what's right. And I'm going to start making decisions, not based on what everyone else is doing, but what's on what's right for me. And the other, and it goes along with the grief thing we talked about, or like, you might not know, we talk about birth control, like you might not know what, how to ask for help. And one of the other stories, like you were saying, is I had a dental hygienist who I had my six month checkup. And when I had gone in for the first time, she had said to me, I hope this is okay for me to ask you because she asked for my medical history and I told her all the medications I was on for mental health. And she was like, I am really struggling and I don't know who to ask. Do you like, what's the first step to take? And I was, I'm an open ass book. And I told her, call your OB call. Like I told her all the steps that I would take and you'll hear about it on the episode about birth control are on mental health and medications. And, um, then I went back for my six month appointment and she was like, I just need you to know how much you help me. Like I'm on this medication, this medication, this medication, my life is so much improved. And then like the head dentist came over and was like, you really Aww. helped her. And like, that is what we want out of this podcast. Yeah. Like if I can help my dental hygienist and you can help one friend, right. and then maybe we tell a story that helps a friend, help a friend. Mm-hmm. That's all we want in this yeah. kind of mean, yucky, scary world right now where everybody's just looking for the next person to hate the next day and the next yes. thing to cancel the next day and the next person yeah. to be mad at the next day and the next president exactly. they don't like. We want right. to make just a little bit nicer world where we can all kind of be a little bit more open and a little mm-hmm. bit more vulnerable with each other. Yeah. And I just want to say real quick, props to your hygienist for asking for help because that is the hardest Right? So triple kudos to her. Um, <laughs> I was so proud of her. I even told her, yeah. I was like, I'm really proud of you because it takes balls. But like, mm-hmm. what if we normalize this conversation to the point that if you hear someone come in and say, oh, I'm on Trintelix and they're like, how did you get it? What yeah. if we could make that? So every dental hygienist that's struggling, she has like a three-year-old and a one-year-old mm-hmm. and that's a hard fucking age bracket, bro. Yes. We've been there. And what if you could make that person's life a little bit easier because they have an actual mental health diagnosis, but yes. they don't know where to start. And exactly. in my experience, so I'm from Minnesota. People are a lot more open with this stuff where I'm from. Now I'm in the South. Richmond is considered the South, which I didn't know until I moved here. So if you don't know, don't feel silly. Um, <laughs> People in the North, maybe because we're always so like vitamin D deficient, we're like a lot more open (laughs) to talk about mental health, but down here it is hush, hush. And it's not just mental health. All things that are not palatable in the Mm -hmm. South are kind of brushed under the rug. And you're from Texas and you've told me it's even more intense, Mm -hmm. this more Southern you get. Well, it's just so competitive and you just, it's that image of perfection. Luckily, I found a good tribe when I was in Texas. And we could talk about anything, um, which <laughs> I've got which some good Texas episode. stories. Um, most of those were friends from college and teaching yeah. years. And they're, yeah, I found good people, but it's not always like that. 
And so I think with this podcast, we both agreed that we're going to be saying what we think and doing what we believe is right. We will not agree on everything, but we want to be that example of how to have open conversations, how to have an open mind. And we're not going to be doing everything that everyone else does because that's the name of our podcast done playing by the rules. And that's how kind of, we kind of came up with the name is we're just done with it. And as moms, I think that that's a big thing right now in society is just being kind and and being open because everyone is in such a fight or flight mode, as well as upheaval about everything and unsure about life and if their decisions were correct and how to have conversations about it. So. Do you think moms have ever had, and let's not, and so we want, also want to specify this podcast is extremely inclusive. We have mm-hmm. no, like if you're daddy on daddy, good. If you're this, that we don't care if you're a caregiver, mm-hmm. if you're grandma, if you're grandpa, but I don't think there's ever been a time in modern history where primary caregiver has to make more tough choices oh my gosh, with yeah zero research to go off of. Is yanking my kid out of school this year the right choice? Is sticking him in school the right choice? Is hybrid learning the right choice? Mm -hmm. Is like, and then we add job loss, job transfer, job instability, food instability. Like this year has been- Living with your family all the fucking time. (laughs) I went from seeing my husband like one day a week to Mm -hmm. 365 days together straight. Like this yeah. is unprecedented. Like you had to redefine entire family roles. Um, people, 500,000 people have lost, like loved ones have passed this year. Mm-hmm. Like there is just so much upheaval this year. Like Jenna said that what if we like come out of this, we just have a little bit more um, forethought and empathy for mm-hmm. other people while yeah. also being fiercely fucking protective of our own families. And Jenna exactly. and I talk a lot about like, we want to be nice to other people, but not at the expense of yeah. our own families. And our own mental health. And like, our That own, has been a big thing yeah. for me personally is I am mm-hmm. such a people pleaser and I take it to the extreme sometimes. And I have had to back off from relationships and friendships because they were not serving my mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that COVID is hopefully coming to an end. And so we're not going to focus a ton on it. But if anyone ever wants to know Janelle and I's reasoning for doing what we did and keeping our kids home, we are completely open to talking about it. But I think we're kind of past that point of having that full on conversation on what we're doing and why, because people have already kind of made their choice, <laughs> but we are but very happy feel, to talk yeah. about it. If like, you feel alone, like Jenna did, where she had to like mm-hmm. sneak off to a dark corner of the interwebs. And, and this was like find two a- months ago. Like it wasn't like at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> when like, Jenna told me this story, I was dying yeah. because I'm on like Facebook and January. she went on to just like find a secret group where she could ask <laughs> if anybody was still isolating because it was, uh-huh. she felt like a shame around it. And I feel yeah. shame around things that I've done, but I'm, definitely coming out of that in terms of like, holy mm-hmm. shit, my kids thrived at homeschool this year, which I never thought I would homeschool. You never thought you would homeschool. We had our kids enrolled. I wanted to state. homeschool, but my kids didn't want to be homeschooled. I wanted to homeschool, but my husband said, no fucking way, lady. You're right. not, you are crazy. And it ended up going great. And yeah. so it was, I think we both also learned things about ourselves over this oh that we gosh, want to yes. share with other people. But we also need to point out that we welcome all opinions. We welcome all 
thought processes. I just got off the phone with my aunt and she was like, like, well, we haven't changed our life at all. And I was like, I don't hold that against you in one iota. Like every family makes the decision for themselves. And Mm -hmm. if you, every family makes the decision to stay home or not stay home, every family makes the decision to go on a trip or not go on a trip. Every family makes the decision if you're going to be dual income or single income. Like every decision you make is within your own family and we support all of them. Exactly. And we want everyone to support all of them, but we're just going to come at you from like what we've experienced, Mm -hmm. what's worked for us and what hasn't worked for us in case there's anybody feeling alone right now in a time that can be kind of lonely. And if you live near me and you're doing the same thing, I'm open to bubbling. (laughs) I'm still seeking my bubble out. (laughs) I'm sorry. Your bubble is being ruined by my job, my husband's job transfer. I'll be coming to um, a suburb of Chicago. So if anybody needs a new friend, I'll be there. Um, And then you and I have a lot that we keep learning. We literally Mm -hmm. learn three new things about each other. Like every episode, like I'll text Jenna at night and be like, what do you think about this? And she'll tell me something. And I'll be like, I had no idea what you're even talking about right now. We're doing a (laughs) podcast about this. Like she was like, you should rub some peppermint oil on that. And I, I take medication for my central, I take supplements for my central nervous system. And we were talking, and I was like, what you're telling me every bit of this on the podcast. This is so Yeah, It's really funny. And you might think, oh, these girls just like podcasts together. Well, no, we also text. And if you know what Marco Polo is, it's basically like a video back and forth type messaging thing. And we do that <laughs> and our kids talk and then we see each other. So it's a lot um, and we never, is. and I, and I hope that, um, the listeners of the podcast get to eventually hear our first fight. Cause we haven't tried our first fight yet, but we'll get there. Cause we've only, known, it we've be only been good beautiful friends for and it will be. Yeah. So I'm sure some of you are wondering how we got to know each other good and I would point. love I to forgot. touch on that. Um, so at the beginning of COVID Janelle and I were, I would say acquaintance. Yes, like you're we totally right. talked occasionally. We didn't really Marco our kids video messaged each other. Our kids were really, really good friends. Yeah, we had hung yes. out outside of school twice, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened, and then we both stayed home for I don't know months and hadn't seen each other. And we would just like text message, kind of like because we knew we were doing the same thing. Like, how are you? How's yeah. your kids? Yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then we started bubbling together and this whole relationship formed. Um, and so how we met was we met at our kids preschool. We decided her son was born in, he has a June birthday. My son is a September birthday. And we both decided to give them an extra year. So they did a junior kindergarten program together. It was both of our first year at the school. Janelle kind of went in knowing a lot of people from her neighborhood. I knew one person. <laughs> Who did and, you one person? I didn't even know yeah, you and it was one person. Not in our class. It was in a different class. And so I only saw her, I don't know, like once a week. Now and, I'm jealous that you had another friend. <laughs> um, and we would see each other all the time because we had to take our sons into school. And so we would chat. And then after school, sometimes our kids would want to run around on the playground and we would let them run around. And so we would start to talk. And I kept seeking her out because I was like, first of all, she has really cute clothes. And that's like a (laughs) kind of person. (laughs) Hey, where'd you get that? Um, (laughs) And I just felt like every time I talked to her, she was speaking truth. 
and I would ask her a million questions and she would answer them. And our kids were also obsessed with each other. They kind of got this ball rolling because one day after school, they both went up to us separately at other opposite ends of the hall and had devised (sighs) a plan. And it was like, my mom said, I can go to your house kind of thing. And they had planned it out so that we really couldn't say no. Yeah. And so Janelle looked at me and she was like, did you say that we could come over? And I was like, I didn't say that, but you're welcome to. And I was super nervous because my house was a wreck and they came over and it was, I mean, how can you say no to two little five-year-olds staring up at you that have probably spent their whole school day not learning and devising this plan, which is actually probably a far better lesson than they would have ever learned. So cute. And it was, it was great. And then she invited me over like a few weeks later and then the pandemic hit, but how we really knew we were meant for each other. I'll let you tell that story because it's. So I was, um, my kid wanted to play on the playground after school and you guys, I think we're already out there, but it was just us and our kids on the mm-hmm. playground after school, which is weird. Which is rare. Either. Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like it was like a lot of stars align that day. Yes. And usually there's like I, four other families out there. Yep, and it was just us. And I didn't want to do it because I had lost my dad three weeks before school started. And I was a wreck and I was driving to school crying every day. And I wanted to just go home. But Zach was like, please, we just play on playing over a few minutes. And I was like, oh, there's another f- mom out there. But I had always like kind of thought Jenna was adorable too. I told my husband I thought she was like an Instagram blogger because she was always so put together. And, and then you see this. <laughs> Yeah, we used to try a lot harder in 2019. Yeah. Um, I had blonde cute, like I had a blonde cute pixie. Look at me now. Um, so they, we go out on the playground and we're talking and I think you were saying something to me and I could not like track what you were saying. I and could I tell said, you were off. And I think I asked I was, you. You might've, yes. well, something happened where I like didn't have a choice, but to, cause I had been lying to like everyone. I told the kids teachers what had happened just mm-hmm. because I wanted the teachers to be aware if they said something like what had yeah. happened. I was probably um, nagging I, you with my 50 questions. Like, are you sure you're okay? Why are your Emily, eyes red? Why do you look like that? <laughs> What's going on? Tell me everything. <laughs> into the school at drop-off. Um, and so I said, I'm just having a really hard day, you know, and I think we decided that it was probably like the month anniversary of my dad's death. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my dad died a month ago. And Jenna gasped. And I was like, oh God. Excited here we go. gasp. Like, <gasps> excited gasp because Jenna also had lost her parents. And Mm -hmm. when you find another person that has lost their parents young, it is like finding the winning, the golden ticket because you're like, holy shit. And I said to her and I was like, and my husband and I are just really having a hard time. And she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's totally normal. Like me and my husband have had a horrible time where like we're in therapy. And and I was like, wait a second. So it's okay to fight with your husband and that's a part of grief and you were like yes and I called my husband on the way home and I was crying and I was like I met someone else who has <laughs> dead parents and she says it's okay that we fight all the time because her and her husband fight all the time too and he was like really and neither of us had thought about yep. it and I was like had Jenna not been vulnerable and given me that gift that day like I thought my marriage was fully committed to ending yep. and then I just her saying that one sentence was like oh this is just a normal part of grief mm-hmm. and so yeah we realized that day that once you start, which I love is like, once you start with talking about your dead parents, like Mm -hmm. your conversation can't go back to like topical. How's the weather? 
And so we instantly kind of just morphed into this friendship where every time we hung out, we talked about deeper and deeper and deeper shit. Mm -hmm. And I really, really never had that in someone before. And I wanted to make sure that we could give that gift to someone else that might not have a person. Yeah, because I didn't have a person. So my mom has now been passed away, been gone for three years, and it still feels fresh. And I did not have a person. I knew of a few people who had lost parents, but I hadn't connected and talked with them. And so when I found Janelle and first learned that I gasped excitedly, (laughs) even though my heart was breaking for her, but selfishly, I was like someone else. And I called my cousin and I was all excited, but I didn't want to push that relationship too much to where I scared her off because not everyone is open talking about it. A lot at that point too. Oh, me too. I I probably didn't have time. (laughs) You always cried on your way to school. I always cried on my way home from school. So I loved a good good morning cry when I got everybody strapped in the car. Right. And so I felt that instant connection, but I was also nervous because I think back in the day, they used to just, people were just like automatically friends. Like you would go to each other's houses. Now there's a lot more pressure. And so when our, so we'd already had this connection. Yeah. And then of course COVID happens and I'm like, okay, there goes that. But then I was like, I think Janelle and I need each other. And so I just kept seeking out that relationship and I didn't give it up. And I was like, yep. I'm going to keep texting her and sending her video messages and sending her little memes on Instagram because I felt that we both really needed that. And I can remember the first time you shared your dad's full story with me. It wasn't even that long ago. And we were sitting on my swing set and our kids were just so happily playing. And I was like, it just feels, it's so sad to hear someone else's story, but it's so comforting to hear someone else has gone through a similar struggle and is in a similar place as you. And there's been a lot that we've helped each other with. And a lot of our conversations go, my therapist said this, my therapist said this, and then we kind of put it all together. (laughs) Yeah. To talk about what our therapists tell us and what drugs we're taking and how we're staying afloat and like little mom hacks and like Mm -hmm. how hard this stage is with this kid. And oh, do you remember how hard this was? Mm. And like we exchanged potty training tips and we're open to talking about all of that. But I feel like potty training is a couple rungs below how gritty we want to get here. We want (laughs) to talk about the stuff that you don't want to talk about with your friends. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about, we're going to talk about fidelity. We're going to talk about alcoholism. We're going to talk about drug abuse. We're going to talk about death. We're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about um, STIs, birth control. We have so many topics that we want to talk about. And we want to also talk about how to be brave and know you're doing the right thing. And how, and only from our experience, we're not brave experts, but how to know how to advocate for yourself, how to advocate for your kids, how to push for things you want, how to do the best thing you can with the facts you're given. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just a lot that we want to dig into, but we also really, really, really want to hear from you guys. What are some conversations that you're not having that you want to be having? Or that you're having and you want to further. Like we want to feel, we want you to feel like you can talk to us and we're your friends. It will be completely anonymous unless you ask us to include your name or your handle or anything like that. And there's so many ways to contact us. Um, I've been running our Instagram page and Janelle's been helping me with that. We'll have some hot topics. I've got some stuff lined up for Instagram. And we want your opinions. We want your thoughts. 
If you're cool with it, we will share those on our episode. If there's anything we haven't covered that you want us to cover, we would love an email and you can email us at done playing by the rules at gmail.com. You can send us a private message on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook and I believe Twitter, which I've never. We're on Twitter and we also have a website, which is done playing by the rules.com. All of which um, should be coming live simultaneously kind of with the release of all these episodes. But we want to be there to bounce ideas off. We want you to say like, hey, me and my friend talked about this, but we didn't really know about this. And we're open Mm -hmm. to if you want to come on and talk about things with us. If you're an expert in something, my therapist is going to come on at one point. We have a couple of like cool guests lined up. Um, Mm -hmm. And we are obsessed with reading improve like self-improvement books. We're also obsessed Mm -hmm. with true crime. We are into exercise. We Mm -hmm. are also into like sitting on the couch, being a sloth and binge eating and watching Netflix. So like we want to hear it all, but we want you to know that this is a safe space, man, woman, child, grandma, caregiver. You will be treated kindly here. Mm -hmm. You will be treated delicately and you will be treated with honesty because Jenna and I don't really do bullshit. No. You ever wish you could bullshit a little bit? Uh, I wish I could be more con I don't want to say confrontational but like stand up for myself like if you do something that is really really mean I'm not going to sit there and get in a tit for tat battle because that just makes my anxiety higher and worse unless you're my husband then I will um <laughs> but I'm just going to be like you know what I don't have to put up with this shit I'm done but sometimes I wish I had I don't know I don't want to say the nerve because I definitely could fire back but I'm like it's not worth my energy so sometimes I, guess I kind I of the energy too See, but I think that's where you, you're actually conserving your energy in a smart way where I will like, I will fight for everything forever and it gets yeah. me nowhere. And jo- and then I'll like try to mend a friendship and Josh will be like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> See, it stop. drives my husband crazy. He's like, you need to put an end to this. And I'm like, I am by stopping it. Because if I nope. say something that they're going to just go back and it's just going to be back and forth, back and forth, there's no end. But if I don't respond, then it's done. And it drives my husband insane. Oh, that drives insane. me insane. I will have mm-hmm. a I will have an argument with somebody in a on the road. I will have an argument with somebody <laughs> in a hotel. I will have I will have an argument with a stranger in a store. But I will have like a good back and forth conversation. Like I said, unless you're my husband, then I'm like, you, you, you. <laughs> and that's another thing we're gonna talk about is kind of like the husband dynamic, the marriage dynamic. I, mm-hmm. Jenna and I, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing emerge as we record more and more of these episodes is mm-hmm. my inability to tolerate the bullshit fake. My marriage is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no ability to tolerate the toxic positivity. I have mm-hmm. no, like, there's just a lot of the like fake shit that I'm yeah. not leaving 2021 with like 2021 is the year that I have just said maybe it's just that like when you mature into a woman thing that they all say where you stop giving a shit but like this has been my year I don't give a shit anymore and I'm gonna do what feels right every step of the way and if I mess up I'm gonna say I'm sorry but I want to support other women in kind of feeling that power Mm -hmm. even though like I'm by no means like some like guru I am just here to have an open dialogue about what you could be doing that would make Mm -hmm. you feel a little bit happier. 
Yeah, and give you comfort that you're not alone because I know you're not alone. When you were saying your thing about your um, dental hygienist reaching out to you, I remember when I was in the deepest, darkest place of my mental struggles. I sought out people like if anyone said like anything about I'm struggling, I like tuned in and I wanted to talk to them and I wanted yeah. that connection. And if I found out that they were on anti-anxiety mes- medicine or went through a depression, I, that I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And I wanted that comfort. And so like even just like the comfort of like knowing you're not alone in this battle. Yes. <laughs> and you're not alone and so and the they kept saying to me at the dentist's office like Thank you for sharing that. That was so kind of you. And I was like, I literally would, do you want me to come here and like give a speech to the whole staff? Like I will talk to anyone that wants to ask me any personal question. If I can help someone get on a medication to make their life more manageable. If you need Mm -hmm. medication, you need medication. And that is what it is. And there's a lot of people that don't understand it. My husband included. My husband doesn't need medication, doesn't understand anxiety and depression. And you'll also learn that Jenna is more the anxious and I am more the depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, Jenna likes brighter colors. I like all black. (laughs) We, we have a lot of different Mm -hmm. mannerisms and techniques to things, but we have the same underlying core values and core problems. And I think if all moms were more comfortable, all moms, all caregivers, all Mm -hmm. dads were more comfortable saying to each other, like, you know, it's fucking hard when you're going through one of your depressive episodes and your kids are also going through one of their, what are those called? Leaps. And little Johnny needs to be held all the time. And you just want to be held all the time. And Mm -hmm. no one's there to hold you. And now you're a grown up and you have to pay bills. You have to schedule doctor's appointments. You have to hold people down at the dentist. And like, it's a (laughs) lot of shit. It's a lot. And you're not alone. So reach out to us. We are here. We are an open book. I think it'd be a really cool episode too, if we did like almost like when we compile a few emails, just like read people's questions and kind of answer them from our perspective. I would love to read people's questions. We would love to do that. We're going to be as honest as you want us to be. A lot of our early Mm -hmm. episodes that you're going to hear surrounding this episode are kind of just the tip of the iceberg because we Mm -hmm. want it to just like tiptoe into the water. We don't want to be like, here's how dark my life got. If that's (laughs) not, if that doesn't serve anyone. No. But if someone says like, I would love to hear how hard that got, or I would love to hear how this alcoholism affected this person, or I would love to Mm -hmm. hear how fidelity fits into your marriage. I am so down. Like we have, I don't know. Do you have any secrets? I don't think I have any secrets. Like, I mean, that body in my backyard is kind of a secret. Like, but yeah, everybody's got one or two. We don't, we don't judge. We're not here to judge. So email us, Facebook message us, email, Instagram us, Twitter. Can you tell we're in our (laughs) thirties? Oh my God. We're such, what, what generation are we? We're such Gen X or what are we? Millennials. Um, yeah. Facebook. Instagram. We're going to have YouTube up and going where we'll put oh, all yeah, of these YouTube. episodes up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to Twitter. I think we covered them all. And we have the website dumplingbytherules.com. Mm-hmm. But your easiest access to us for right now is probably going to be Instagram just because we're that generation yeah. where we're on Instagram the most. And we hope you guys enjoyed getting to know us a little bit. And we have to say, don't forget to call your therapist and take your meds. Mm-hmm.